Welcome to another episode of Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer. And today we'll continue our baseball conversation with Alfonso Cerna. He covers the LA Angels for HaloHangout.com. And of course, the Angels have two of the best players in baseball, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. They've also struggled, though, on the mound. They've got the worst team ERA in baseball one month into the season. So does this team have enough pitching depth to get to the playoffs for the first time since 2014, we'll discuss that and much more today with Alfonso. But before we get started, as always, please give us an auto download on your podcast platform. You'll get future episodes automatically. Left Coast Sports available everywhere Apple Podcasts, the free iHeartRadio app, or on Spotify, YouTube as well. You can give us a review. We always appreciate the reviews. And while you're here and listening, please give me a follow on Twitter as well at John Schaefer. That's J O N S C H A E F F E R at John Schaefer. But let's get right to it. The Angels might have the two front runners for the AL MVP in Trout and Otani. Despite playing just 500 baseball through the first month of the season, is this the year the Angels finally return to the playoffs? Here's my conversation with Alfonso Cerna. Alfonso, so this would be saying something, but is Mike Trout right now playing the best baseball of his career? He is, and that's kind of hard to believe with how great he's been. You know, this is already his 11th big league season. He's 29 years old, but he's getting better with age. And no matter how you want to assess him, whether it be traditional offensive categories or all the advanced metrics and analytical data, he is either at the top right now or he's near the top in the majors. You know, right, he's second in the MLB in batting average. He's first in slugging, first in OPS, and he's putting up career highs across the board for any one month in his career with with a minimum of 50 plate appearances. Um, one flaw in his game, if there is any, it's been his high strikeout rate, but with the numbers he's putting up uh, offensively and with all the analytical data behind him squaring up balls and his average exit velocity, hard hit percentage, that kind of thing, that's Definitely nothing to worry about. Um, you know, I think he's entering the prime years of, of his career for sure, and the numbers are showing. So if you're starting a team today from scratch, are you starting it with Trout? Maybe there's a stupid question. Or could Otani potentially get consideration? Oh, no, I, I guess that kind of depends on, on what you need. Offensively, I don't think you can go wrong with either because Otani is another guy who – is off to the best start of his career. Um, and as we know, his, his two-way abilities, he can do it on the mound and at the plate. Um, right now he's got an OPS of 969 and an ERA around the low threes. I want to say look, three, 320 is what his ERA is at. Um, if I had a pick, I would, say, I would say Trout, only because I think he's more of a, of a guaranteed uh, you know, produ- from a production standpoint, uh, in the long run, uh, Otani's dealt with a few injuries, and I think right now the most important thing for him is kind of getting comfortable being back on the mound. He's only pitched in five games since since 2018, um, but even then, I mean, I guess you you can't really go go wrong with either with how they're both playing. I think, you know, if these trends continue, uh, both offensively for both players and Otani on the mound, I think the AL MVP will easily, it'll be decided in, in Anaheim. 
do they need Otani more at the plate, or do they need him more on the mound? I mean, you look at the Angels, and I know it's only been about a month, but the pitching has has been a storyline, obviously, for years in terms of ineffectiveness. I think the Team ERA right now is the worst in baseball. Uh, does it make sense? And obviously it does when you look at his offensive success, but does it make sense that he uh, you know, isn't used more so on the mound? I think you have to be a little careful with that given his his injury history like i said he's he's pitching just five games three of them have been this year since he had tommy john surgery in 2018 he's coming off an elbow injury that limited him to two starts last season um i do think he would be more helpful for them as a pitcher because like you said they they've got the worst era in baseball and a lot of their starters now consist of on a, on a competitive team they would be mid-rotation guys at best, uh, a lot of back-end arms. Um, so I think he would provide more as, as a pitcher, but at the same time, you can't really – you don't want to over overextend him with that risk of, of injury. I think you just want to make sure he's, he's comfortable being back on the mound, which is – it's what the Angels have been doing. Uh, Joe Madden has talked a lot about not having uh, any, any restrictions on Otani – they call it the, uh, a no-limits uh, approach where they don't make any predetermined assumptions. Rather, they just kind of assess as they, they go along. They don't really hold him back. They let him prepare as he normally would, and I think that's the best thing. I think you'll start to see him go longer in games and be used more in the next few months. But right now, I think the most important thing is to have Otani kind of get comfortable being being back on the mound, and then you'll see – you'll see him used more as as a pitcher. Why have the Angels invested so heavily in offense? You know, you, you look at this last decade, obviously the Pujols and the Rendones, and there are many others, and then it seems as if they just haven't paid the same attention to their starting pitching staff. Is that a, is that a fair assessment, that they've spent too much on offense and not enough uh, on the pitching rubber? I think that's definitely fair. In the past five years, that's you know been the story in Anaheim. They just... They haven't had consistent pitching. They've also they've dealt with a lot of injuries that have affected that as well. But you hit it right on the head. This season they don't have the only the only pitcher under contract beyond the season is Otani. The rest mm-hmm. of the guys are all on one year deals. Uh, Griffin Canning is in his third year, and he'll be entering arb- arbitration, so he can come back. But they really just haven't built this team around pitching i think they they've kind of had the mindset of maybe not having an elite rotation like the dodgers or the padres just kind of having you know a little above average but i think at the end of the day that's that's not enough to get to the playoffs and and beyond that the offense is certainly good enough they have a top 10 offense in the league um, so that'll win you some games, but at the end of the day, you will need, you know, at least one to two top of the rotation guys at this point, they haven't done it. Maybe there's a chance next year, they, they're going to have a lot of money on the payroll. So there's a chance they could start to build towards that. But right now they, they're strictly in that kind of, like you said, offensive mindset, but if they want to compete, I think they will need to get an arm or two at, at some point. 
So how do Angels fans look at this? Because, you know, at 11 and 11, you know, it's been a relatively decent start. But, I mean, is this seen as a team that over the course of 162 can't compete with teams like, let's say, in Oakland or Houston? I mean, do Angels fans believe that because of the lack of pitching that it's essentially not possible to hang in there for 162? I think from what I've seen, that's kind of the consensus is that they're built exactly as their record shows as, as a 500 team Mm -hmm. Um, on paper. They're like we said, they're very heavy on offense, but their weakness is their pitching. And right now it's, it's a little, you know, depending on how you look at it, they've got the worst ERA. They've also have a top 10 uh, FIP, which is fielding independent pitching. That's kind of like the, the wins above replacement for pitchers. Um, So that kind of suggests, that maybe there's some bad luck with the results so far, but I think it's been a mix of that bad luck and execution, which has resulted in their, their struggles. And I think all the pitchers they have, they don't really have a track record, which gives you that confidence that these are the guys who can carry us to the playoffs and beyond. And I think, with this group, maybe there's a chance that they can play a little above 500, but I think it would take a lot of the offense doing the heavy lifting and the pitching maybe giving up around three to four runs a game and kind of giving you a chance, but it would definitely take more of the offense carrying the burden if, if they're going to if they're going to compete for a World Series. And what I find interesting as well is the the offense is built a little bit like, hey, it's a win now offense. I mean, a lot of these guys are in their 30s. You got Albert Pujols, who's in his 40s, you know, but someone like Justin Upton or, or Pujols, who both have had decent years, you know, are towards the end of their careers. So when you think about it from an offensive perspective, a lot of this won't be won't be there two or three years from now, right? No, and that's kind of the unfortunate part. You know, Trout's been so good for so long. And he's only made the postseason once. Right. And in, in 2014, they've only lost, or they, they didn't win a game. They, they got swept. So, you know, you, you want to see him in October. You want to see him on the biggest stage where, you know, his talent's being displayed to, to the rest of the world. So, you know, I, I think most fans want to see a, a win now attitude, but I don't think the front office and ownership, that's how they, they set this team up at least for, for this season. If you look at all their off-season acquisitions, they were brought in on one-year deals, basically being one-year rentals. So if the team is competing by the trade deadline, maybe they can go out and get the player who can put them over the top, someone that they didn't get in this past off-season. But if they fall out of contention, I think it's safe to say that they're going to begin selling those one-year rentals that they brought in and get a head start on a retool for 2022 and beyond. So you would have to think there's only so many more seasons they're going to wait before they decide to go all in. Um, but right now they just they, they haven't done it in this season up to this point. What do the fans think about having Joe Madden? Um, obviously he spent a long time in his career as a coach for the Angels. What, what's it like to have Madden back, and what are the expectations under Joe Madden? From what I've seen, I think it's a little bit, uh, bit of mixed, mixed results. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season, he's made some questionable uh, 
bullpen decisions as far as bringing in certain pitchers on short rest and pulling starters. But overall, I think there's generally there's a lot of positivity around around Madden. Uh, he's one of the most well-respected managers in the league. He's got one of the best track records. So I think there is a lot of belief that he can take the, the this Angels team to the next level. Does Mike Trout need to do anything in terms of winning to cement his legacy, or are the numbers so gaudy and so significant that regardless of whether he's able to make a postseason run, his legacy as one of the great players in the history of the game is secure? I think his legacy will always be secure. You know, if you look at him right now, he's actually he's already top ten, or excuse me, top forty in Major League Baseball and wins above replacement. Hmm. And by the end of the season, he's likely going to jump top three in war for players under 30 years old. Right now, Babe Ruth and Alex Rodriguez are ahead of him. Um, you know, it's base, baseball is a tough sport. It's 162 games. You know, it's a long season. And, you know, unlike maybe a sport like basketball where one player can do a lot of the heavy lifting um, to, a, to a team success, you know, baseball, you need, you, there's a lot of factors that, that go into it. So I think it might be a little unfair to, to label him based on how his team performs. Uh, you know, whether it be getting to the playoffs, winning playoff games, I think, you know, his, his numbers speak for himself and, and how great he's been up to this point. Does it surprise you when you look at his numbers that he is still kind of an under the radar national, uh, you know, face of the sport? Like when when you think Mike Trout and you look at it from a from a analytics and numerical perspective, there's nobody like him in the game. But when you think about it from a marketing perspective, he almost gets gets lost, doesn't he? He definitely does. I think it has a little bit to do with how he is as a player. You know, he kind of goes about his business. You never really see him celebrate or bat flipping or anything like that. And I also think it has something to do with MLB's marketing as well as how the, the angels market. They, the angels, their, their payroll is that of a big market team, but you don't really hear about them or their players like you do with the Dodgers. And I think that has something to do with how they've marketed and winning as well, because they've only been to the playoffs once in the last decade or so, you know, that twenty that 2014 run. So I think that has a little bit to do with it. I also think it has something to do with Major League Baseball, in my opinion. I feel like they're a little bit behind the eight ball uh, with the other major sports in terms of how they brand themselves. Um, you know, I think if you just look at things like the, the blackouts during games, you know, it always seems like they're, you know, maybe – one or two steps behind in terms of kind of getting the faces of players and, and the best teams out there. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a, of a mix of reasons why you might not hear about trout as much. Um, but when you look at his numbers, like you said, I mean, he's clearly by far, you know, one of, one of the best of, of all time. Does it surprise you at all that they've been able to extend him out a couple of times considering they've had so many struggles on field as in he, he could have gone anywhere and he could get the absolute premium price, which he's gotten from the Angels. But but why is it that he's so content to stay in Anaheim considering the lack of success, do you think? I think it has a lot to do with his character. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of touched on it, but 
you know, he's not really one to, you know, I, I don't think he, he goes for being in the, the spotlight as much, you know, I think it would be easy for a player like him to, you know, if he goes to New York, you know, you're easily, you're there, you're, everyone's watching you, you're getting paid, but you know, at least from what I've seen from Trout, he kind of comes across as he just goes about his business and he's a loyal guy. I think that kind of ties into the Angels organization. And I think that's part of the reason why he wanted to stay there was, you know, to, to keep that loyalty and he was content with, with where he was at. If you were picking an MVP, or if we could fast forward and say the MVP is either going to be Mike Trout or Shohei Otani, who do you think would get it this year? Oh, man, that's tough. I would I would say Otani, hmm. only because of what he's doing on the mound and offensively. If, the, if those trends continue, if he's putting up the same production, I just I find it hard to believe that there's another player who's going to be considered more valuable than someone who can – hit 400-foot home runs consistently and throw 100 miles per hour on the mound. And it's going to take, in my opinion, it would take a big offensive season for anyone to to top that. And that's exactly what Trout's doing. So I think it's going to come down to them too if these trends continue. But if it does, I would think Otani gets, gets the AL MVP. Is the reason that he is kind of primed for this career year solely about health? As in, if you can keep Otani healthy, the sky's the limit for him, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was a little skeptical when he first came over in 2018. You know, I wasn't sure how any player would be able to do what he's doing at a high level consistently. And thankfully I was wrong because <laughs> we're seeing it now and, you know, he's one of the most exciting players in baseball. Like I said, every every time he comes up to bat, you want to see him hit a 400-foot home run. And when he's on the mound, he's going to throw 100 miles per hour. So I think, you know, what what he's doing now is, is truly remarkable. It's something we've never seen before. Unless you were alive to see Babe Ruth, you know, we've, we've never seen it done at, at this high level for, for so long. Um, so, you know, hopefully he can stay healthy or uh, a full 162-game season, because I think he's exactly the kind of player that baseball needs, and that kind of excitement, I think, should draw in all kinds of fans. Before I let you go, I want to get your quick thoughts on the AL West. Obviously, the A's had that slow start, then that remarkable winning streak. Do you think it's the A's division to win, or will we see a familiar name like Houston at the end of the year? I think it'll come down to Houston and the A's at the top of the division. That's how I picked it before the season started. But I do think it's it's available for the for the Angels if they they make the right moves. You know, I I think like I said, they they will need another arm or two to kind of put them over the top and put them in that conversation of being a legitimate contender. But Right now, I think it's definitely the A's division to win for sure. Alfonso, I appreciate the time. Thanks for talking some Angels baseball with us here late in April. Yeah, anytime, John. Thanks for having me. Great to have Alfonso on the show today. Make sure to check out his work at halohangout.com. Again, halohangout.com. 
everything you need to know about the LA Angels. Also, this reminder, the eyes of the world will turn to Tokyo for the Olympic Games this summer, and you can catch all the action leading up to the Olympic Games with Countdown to Tokyo Tuesdays on Your View. You'll get the latest news on preparations for the Games, details on the sports involved, and in-depth insights into teams, athletes, and the host city. Don't miss Countdown to Tokyo Tuesdays on Your View. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and auto-download future episodes on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this podcast on right now, you can leave a review. We always appreciate those. And please follow me on Twitter as well, at John Schaefer. That's J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. For previous episodes or more information about Left Coast Sports, you can visit yourview.com. That's Y-U-R-V-I-E-W.com. Next week on Left Coast Sports, we continue our spin around the West Coast in the major leagues. Thanks for listening. We'll catch up next week right here on Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer.